0: We all know about the great comebacks in sports history. The great champions. Well, this is not them. These are the funniest, craziest, and most embarrassing sports stories you will ever hear. Welcome to Quadruple Overtime.
1: one three, two, one.
0: We've all been there. You know, you get picked last. You drop the pass. You try out for the JV team and... Your crush sees you, and it doesn't go well, and then they don't invite you to the party, and then at the party, you hear they're talking smack about you and not
1: Tyler going... that is a very specific example only to you
0: <laughs> no, that's same thing it's very general, and this is we're here to laugh, connect, relive these moments we've all had them, and it could have happened twenty years ago, could have happened twenty minutes ago, could happen to your friend, could happen to your uncle wherever we've gathered what we think are the best sports stories we could find and we put it here on quadruple overtime so welcome to the first episode i'm tyler
1: silvers i'm david ehrlich
0: we got some great guests we have josh gondelman and forrest silvers my brother Uh, he's my brother (laughs) two
1: really funny stories great stories today yeah
0: let's do it hi we're here with writer director forrest silvers he has an upcoming project becoming gif and he's my brother hey thanks
2: welcome to the studio Thank you for having me. This place is nice.
0: Yeah, it's Forrest's room. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, they don't have to know that. <laughs> it's a huge studio, which Forrest lives in. No, it's closer to a studio
2: apartment than oh. a studio.
0: So, uh, so let's get right to it. So what is the most embarrassing or crazy funny sports story that's ever happened to you?
2: Well, I have a few, but I'll I'll tell you this one. Is uh, It was freshman year in high school and it was sort of the end of the year and it was baseball season and at that point i really didn't know anything about baseball uh i admired it i liked it it looked difficult but i always liked basketball basketball is my passion but there was this senior who i looked up to as a pitcher and he said oh you're, you're trying out for the baseball team right of course i literally did not know the rules to baseball yeah. i knew like if you stepped on a base you're out but I didn't know that if he stepped on the base, like, before the other runner was coming, then he'd be out, too. I thought he had to, like,
0: tag every... It was, it was a <laughs> also, mess. Also, have to preface this. We, we have baseball bots. Well, this is what I'm getting <laughs> to. Is that why he asked me? You didn't me. know the rules of baseball until high school? It, it,
2: Come on. <laughs> I, I know. I didn't... Listen, we're on the we're on a podcast. We can say anything. It's, it's about true. connecting. You know, we've all... We've now, all, you know... I knew a heck of a lot about basketball. I knew a lot about Uno, the card game. (laughs) Connect
0: four, you're very good. I was
2: pretty good at connect four. (laughs) I dabbled in chess. I did not know baseball. I knew, of course, at the plate, but I really didn't know what was going on on the bases. Um, (laughs) Did not know the infield fly. Now, mind you, by senior year, of course, I, I at least felt I was an expert. But at this point, I was 16. But I was already almost six feet tall, and... As my brother described, we're we're built like we got potatoes in the trunk, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. You know, we're it. not built like basketball players. We're we're built more
0: like like uh, Nicki Minaj body.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like uh, it's it's more like broad. Uh, yeah. like sort of a Roman athlete. <laughs> baseball statue, <body>. a baseball <laughs> body, a real you know? Jim
1: Tome first baseman. <laughs> you, you
2: wear a loose belt, but you're not fat. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> so so basically, I'm recruited. I'm brought in and. We started doing some drills, and it turns out I was one of the... I could throw the farthest, including the seniors. And I thought, oh, this is great. And then I could also hit it the farthest. So everyone just thought I was this, like, natural talent. <laughs> Little did anyone know. I really didn't know the rules to baseball. <laughs> um, so here I am, only 16. I'm brought on the team. I have never played, and I'm made starting third baseman. Varsity? Yeah. <laughs> now... I felt bad because there was like some guys that really wanted the play.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm put in. Uh, this is like the first game. First uh, first inning, like the third batter up hits it towards me. I field it, not great, but I it to first base, no bounce. Why was it no bounce? Because I didn't know it counted if it still bounced and <laughs> they caught it. So in my head I said, oh, well, if it bounces on the ground and the first baseman catches it, it's not an out. I can't let it hit. So everyone thought I had this rocket because I'd never let it bounce yeah. on the ground. So it's looking good here. Now, I was, I was late in the order, so then next time in the field, I have a little bit of an error because uh, it was one of those ones that ricocheted off you. And then I threw it actually to the shortstop because I fell on the ground. <laughs> and then he threw the guy out at first. So it looked like a very odd, <laughs> interesting play, good teamwork, like you thinking know? on his feet, you know? <laughs> so they thought I was this scrappy, unique guy. So then I come up to the plate, <laughs> and I have no stance no i don't know what i'm doing i just knew that i was using those donuts ahead of time and i was so impressed how light they made the bat feel i never knew what people were doing the whole yeah. time with them on so i put it on and i'm like wow this is really making the bat move fast you know so I, I come up now with this new light bat don't really have a stance but what i do know is one thing if you keep check swinging people think you know what you're doing <laughs> so first that's all i knew so first pitch comes up check swing but it's a ball that, great eye! <laughs> this guy's got a great eye. Now, at this still don't know the rules to baseball. <laughs> next time up, guy throws like this curve, and I swing at it. And I'm close to fouling, and I miss. But they go, oh, oh, that's a tough one. That had a lot of movement. Good cut, good, good cut. Good cut. Then I wait on the next ball, ball. So I get to basically a full count, and it's close. So at this point, I go, oh, man, I've tricked them so far this time because... I, I did all right in the field, even though I had sort of an error, but <laughs> fixed it. Um, I just didn't want to strike out. That was my number one goal, is if I could just get some contact. I really didn't know how to swing the bat, except in batting practice. When the guy's next to you and threw it, I could do that. But I've never actually seen a pitch coming towards me. I've only seen a pitch coming to my side, because that's <laughs> all we practiced. So I'm getting ready. I say, I'm not going to strike out. I gotta. And the pitcher winds up, I remember, is really hot. And it was a huge kid. And throws it and I get ready to swing and thank god the ball hits me in the rib cage as hard as it could that I couldn't swing I said oh thank god I didn't strike out <laughs> oh and I go like what do I do I, I and I didn't realize for a sec. everyone goes yeah take your base I go yeah the second I move I start crying <laughs> I start crying on my way to first at this point I thought oh I have blown (laughs) it. I thought the what's worse than striking out is probably crying after getting hit by a pitch. But it was like
1: there is no crying. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I'm now it's not like a real cry, but it is coming. I'm holding it back. (laughs) Like the first base coach is like, "Hey, just just calm down, man." Just kind of like the first base coach is like trying to cover for me and more than one tear. Well, what happened is when you're hitting your rib, it's really hard to breathe. (laughs) So I was like, (gasps) you know, so I'm wheezing. And I'm like, oh, man, i got to make up for this somehow. i got to steal a base. <laughs> now, in my head, I... just I, like that you keep bringing it up a notch, you know? You so keep getting past in, the level. In, in my head, I was like, i got to steal a base. Now, I've never actually slid. I didn't know how to do this. I saw there was already two outs, and I thought, you know, a little anticlimactic as the guy strikes out in the, the inning, but I still have a wonderful slide to second. <laughs> so people thought, oh, maybe this guy's got some base-stealing potential that hurt my ribs so much that they looked at me limping back to the dugout and just took me out of the game. So at this point, I'm known as this guy with a cannon arm who took one for the team, who tried to steal a base, who did everything he can, and then you know what happens the next day? Is uh, the guys hated the manager so much, especially maybe because they let freshmen play and all this, that all the upperclassmen quit the team, and the, the team folded. So what was left in their mind was that I was just this undiscovered potential that only played one game,
1: even though I had no idea what I was doing. Wait, your freshman year, that the team didn't finish the season? You only had one game? We played
0: two
2: games that year.
1: Wow. They
0: got folded. But the, I like that they folded, thinking, man, if we would have played the whole season, we would have had this athlete, this raw talent, who like, <laughs> developed. You know? I was like the baby
2: bull. I was cesspitous <laughs> out there. I was... Uh, I mean, for a man that... That didn't know what was going on, Mm -hmm. made an error, got hit by a ball, everything. It looked like here's a guy with a cannon arm (laughs) that was just hustling, giving one for the team.
0: Um, Could have had like a baseball prospect there. It's probably,
2: you know, it's not going to show up in the uh, box score what I did. You know, it was probably the best no-hitter by a hitter (laughs) there was.
1: That's freshman year. Did you play baseball again?
2: Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about in junior year. And, then, and we had a different manager that year. And we Actually, the middle school basketball coach managed the varsity that year. <laughs> and um, he didn't really know baseball either. But at this point, I knew about baseball. Yeah. I was an upperclassman because the manager didn't really know about baseball. The team folded again. <laughs> so, but the worst part about it is we folded in practice. We never even started the season. So, <laughs> Which
1: is a terribly run organization. Well,
2: the thing is, when you go to New York City school... It's a lot of commitment to play baseball. Cause yeah, you have well, baseball
0: to, and football, they don't really You do have that to much. find a
2: field. A lot of guys didn't want to go through all that. The equipment's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like soccer. You just buy shin guards. Or basketball. You know? So, you know, you have to have a glove. You have a cup. You, you know, mm-hmm. your bat. All this stuff.
0: Well, when you asked yeah. if, if Forrest ever played baseball again, we went once to a dirt, empty field. It was like Major League size. Yeah. And we started started pitching some of the forest. It was right under the 59th Street Bridge. It's where the um they have a tennis court there. And yeah. During the during the uh, summer, they turn it into just this empty dirt field. And and
2: there's some uh like players would go there and practice yeah. baseball. Like when I when we went there was this kid who was on this like great Bronx Bronx baseball team, and he was practicing like real stuff like off yeah. of the tee off of that.
0: And so he's like doing all this training, hitting some line drives. And this is we're right under the 59th Street Bridge start pitching them the forest, he starts launching dingers onto the 59th Street Bridge. You hit a ball onto I the bridge. Two hit two balls onto the bri-
2: I hit two balls onto the bridge, two balls ricocheted off and the bridge clang, and made a clang It made sound. a huge
0: noise. It was like scary. So basically, it was almost like... So basically, you do have raw potential. I have raw potential, <laughs> yeah. but
2: if anything, I'm not good at baseball. I'm good at home run derby, maybe. <laughs> I'm good at like practice.
0: And then like throwing out runners. <laughs> throwing at the home. out runners. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm a five tool player that can't use any of his tools. That's what I would mm-hmm. consider myself. Maybe if I grew up in the suburbs and had that, maybe I could have did something in the minors. But who knows what what could have happened to me? Baseball is a great sport, but it's it's a lot of standing. I'm gonna. I like yeah. basketball more, even though <laughs> I probably don't have the natural ability as much for yeah. it. Um, that's that's what I like, but. Yeah, I'm, I, I like to think of myself as one of the best baseball players to have never played
0: baseball.
1: <laughs> well, you, no one can prove you wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Raw natural ability. You can't <laughs> teach that. Hopefully we'll see you back on the field soon, you know? Uh,
1: we'll see.
2: I mean, maybe we'll in a batting cage or something. <laughs> Thank you, you know? for doing this,
0: brother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. And we're back. I was genuinely shocked that Forrest didn't know the rules to baseball. Yeah,
0: no, he didn't. To be honest, there's so many rules in baseball, I don't think anyone really knows all the rules to baseball. And so we have a great guest now, uh, Josh Gondelman. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, we're here with Josh Gondelman. He's an Emmy Award winning writer, comedian. You know his work on uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and his comedy album is available right now, Physical Whisper. Thanks for being here, Josh. Thanks for having me. So are you, what do you say, Would you, are you type of guy who, do you like to play sports, watch sports more? Oh what do you man,
3: think? I, I haven't, I've like gone into atrophy. I mean, <laughs> not, not legitimate physical atrophy, but like certainly my athletic ambition has like withered in my adulthood. And I, I love, I, I still watch sports and I used to love to play, but now it's like I'm so embarrassed by how long it's been that that's stopping me from doing it more. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's yeah. hard. I,
0: I know exactly. Do you, you think you still have it? You go out. Yeah, and it's not the same. Yep.
3: Not even close. Yeah, and I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about that. Don't still got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, now, for sure. Now you're a Boston guy, right? I am. Yeah, <laughs> I grew up in Stoneham, Massachusetts. And so I'm, that's a
1: really heavy sports community. Very Boston. sportsy.
3: Yeah, I feel like it, even like most, even the like real dorks like myself like get into sports, and you grow up playing sports, and it's, like, not something, it's not something that I think I could have avoided had I wanted to, but, like, I also like it, and I'm grateful for the experience of, like, playing organized sports through, like, my childhood, and, uh, I ended up, the last, like, formal athletic thing I did probably was, like, um was I was on the JV basketball team wow. in high school. <laughs> no, a, a lot and of I, people stop 8th grade. It like, yeah. was 10th grade and that was it for me. And I was like, I think I was the, I tried out for the freshman team, freshman year, not sophomore year. I wasn't like, oh, I, gotta, I really got to get on this freshman team. <laughs> I'm a creep. Um, <laughs> but I tried out for the freshman team and didn't make it and like stayed on as the manager. So I did some of the, like, the drills and like watched mm. practice and, uh, you know, helped out. And then, sophomore year I me, I was like the last guy or second to last guy to make the team and so it was like cool to do but I was also getting into theater in high school and then after that season I was like oh I like this thing that I'm like good at and <laughs> is fun and like I'm clearly not like hanging on by a thread you know what I mean like I was very happy to do it and grateful for it but I wasn't I wasn't like Hmm, maybe if I try really hard I can be the worst guy on the JV team next year I
1: feel like a lot of uh, shows have whether it's you know a, a basketball league or a softball league that play against yeah. each other, do you guys have a softball I, team? I
3: think we're in a so- I think our show is in a softball league but I don't play, I mean part of it is because a lot of it is because I am out um, doing stand up most nights and Got it's it. like I'm like not good at committing to other long term things
1: you're the uh, maybe I'll show up, maybe I won't. Yeah, and I feel if you like really need done. a second baseman, yeah. I'll, I'll be
3: there. But it's like also, I'm so out of practice that I feel like I don't want to, sh- like you were saying earlier, I don't want to show up and just fail for a while <laughs> and then be like, well, good to see you. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> never speak of this. You
0: fail for a while and then you like injure yourself.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely worst case scenario is like an adult softball injury. <laughs> yeah. And so when you were growing up, Boston, what, who was your sports idol, would you say? Oh, man. You, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of, like, grew, I became, like, an adult in the Tom Brady Patriots wow. era. But I guess my, like, a favorite, because the teams were all pretty mediocre when I was, like, a kid. That's what's so amazing about and, the and Patriots. It, yeah. yeah. Boston
1: and, sports in the last few decades. Yeah. It's, as a New
3: York fan, I hate it, but <laughs> I understand. Yeah. It. I understand as well. It's not like the, the reverse. You grew up, I mean, I loved like Mo Vaughn, and those yeah. Red Sox teams <laughs> were like
0: fine.
3: And I. Uh, Mo Vaughn makes the Mets Mo better. That's what they said. Really? That's what they With said that? when they came to the, when Mets. Came to yeah. the Mets. That's wild. Because <laughs> he went to the Angels for a while yeah, in this spurt. yeah. And like David Ortiz on later in the, the Red Sox. But like all the. Teams kind of got better when I was in like high school, college. So that's like when the Patriots started to get good. Uh That's when um, the the Celtics won the championship when I was. I guess they won in two thousand eight. So I was just out of college, Uh Um, but then they were bad while I was in college. And um, well, that right before the championship was their
0: like worst. Yeah, terrible.
3: They were so bad, and um, then and then the Red Sox won. In 2004, which was my Unfortunately, sophomore year, yeah. uh, oh, that's that uh, the, the vengeance for the the Aaron Boone. I was night. I was
1: at Game Seven no, of shit. the
3: ALCS. Wow,
1: yeah, I cried a little, but it's okay. My
3: friend, my buddy Matt, when we were freshmen, watched the ALCS the year before, and almost we I had to take him for a walk so he didn't fight everyone. <laughs> he was so bad when that series ended.
0: It's something funny I find. I feel a lot of people don't agree with me. When your team's bad, but it's that was your real prime of liking sports. Yep. That's the team you love. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah, right.
3: You have a lot of like affection for. I mean, like, part of it too is like a lot of the players that were. I like caught, I missed you know I caught the very tail end of like Larry Bird's era so mm-hmm. I missed that and didn't get to like love him in the way that people five years older than me even did. Mm-hmm. But I do I think I agree. Like you get attached to like the scrappiest or the best players yeah, on these yeah. bad teams.
0: And then when people bring up, like, oh, it's great. The Patriots are winning all these Super Bowls. You're like, yeah, it's great. But
3: that first one when Tom
0: Brady was, like, young, you know? right? (laughs) It's also cheaper to get tickets. For sure.
3: (laughs) I still still have, like, an affection for, like, the Drew Bledsoe era, which is, like, except for the fact that he was – I mean, they lost the Super Bowl, the Packers, the Bledsoe, but, like, he will be, like, probably largely remembered for, like, the guy Brady took over for in, like, that – Um, Cal Ripken, you know, the guy that was like or Lou Gehrig was out for one day and then Lou Gehrig took over and played a million games in a row. But,
0: But without further ado, please, what is your craziest,
3: funniest, or most embarrassing sports story? Oh man I'm like so oh, okay so this isn't an organized sport is that okay? But it's Absolutely. an athletic it's Yeah. So I have this... It's really light now, but I have this little scar on my wrist. It's like three inches long. Yeah, yeah Can yeah, you can see, see it. A little, yeah. Yep. So it's pretty slight. I got it when I was like 13 or 14. Maybe, let's say younger, because that's embarrassing. But like <laughs> somewhere between 11 and 14. So pre or post Bar Mitzvah? Oh, I can't. I probably post. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> well, but, it's like pre. You know, yeah, know, yeah. say, <laughs> say pre Bar Mitzvah. I was in... A friends, uh, so I had a bunch of friends that I went to summer camp with that lived, you know, probably like in a different town, probably like twelve miles from where I grew up. So I would hang out there a lot, but I wasn't as familiar with their neighborhood as all my other, uh, although that whole crew was. So like on the weekends, my parents would take me up there. I would like sleep over at a different friend's house, like most weekends. It was just like a blast, and we were we, all, you know, there was probably like eight of us that all knew each other, and I would just kind of bum around with everybody. So we would play. It's, di- it's got different names in different places, but we, it was, like, we called it Manhunt, and it was, like, a glorified hide-and-go-seek, like, a tween hide-and-go-seek, where it would be at night, and you would be in, like, the whole neighborhood, and so it was, like, kind of a mixture of hide-and-go-seek and, like, trespassing, and, the, and it, there was, like, a tag element. So you would hide, and then you would... It was, like, hide-and-go-seek tag, but, like, with danger, because it was the dark, and yeah. just, like, through this whole neighborhood, probably, like two or three blocks grid the, of houses. Do you
1: remember what the boundaries were? Like, was Jimmy's house one boundary? Yeah, it was and like, there was the like,
3: post. this street right, it was like this street on one side and like this street on the other side and like you can't go, yeah, it was the same. So, Man, we, you guys are tough, I, I, I don't know this. <laughs> so this was, but it was like, you could do it because yeah. it was like, um, like a pretty chill residential neighborhood yeah. where they were like, not going to, um, like, Open fire out a window where, <laughs> for because you were skulking around the yeah. yard. Welcome so, to the suburbs of Boston. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, it was I was like medium fast and medium good at hiding. So I was pretty good at this yeah. game. Um, I was a, a two tool player, <laughs> and we uh, we I remember my friend Matt McDonald was he spotted me and I knew I was like. I, for a short burst, I forget. I think I was a little tired, but like for a short burst, I knew I could outrun him if I could then find a place where I could hide again. So I was like, okay, I like so took off down the street. Um, man, I wish I remember the name. I remember the street perpendicular. It was Clark Street in Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> I took off down the street, and I was um, really booking it. And I was, I like got a nice lead ahead. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm far enough ahead of him. That if I duck on a place where he can't see me, he won't be able to track me right away. And I can like yeah. either find a hiding place or like sneak into a different place where he can't anticipate where I'll be. So I I bolt into this yard at the end of the block instead of taking this like a wide turn around the street. And I um i I, I go, oh, there's enough space between these two little evergreen trees that I can push the branches apart. And kind of duck through these trees, and then I, even if he sees that that's what I did, once he gets to me, I'll be hard to see because I'm through yeah. this these hedges, and like it'll give me a little cover. So I jump between these trees. I put my hands kind of like facing away from one another out, so like to almost breaststroke the two t- trees yeah. away from me. <laughs> and what I didn't realize, because I didn't live in the area, was that there was a very thin, difficult to see in the dark. Chain link fence oh, no. the trees. So I I hit the fence and I um I I fall I stagger backwards because I didn't expect. You know if you'd seen it coming like like trying to run up against the wall at the, yeah. the outfield of a baseball stadium, you brace yourself against it. I did not. so I hit it just like open body, oh, open man, arms, man. and I I I cut my arm. Which I didn't realize at the time, because I hit it, and it kind of, like, was winded a little bit, and I staggered backwards, and fell, not hard, but, like, kind of crumpled into, like, I, I remember it being the street, that's probably not accurate, Ugh. it's probably the yard, <laughs> and I said, as my friend Matt was standing over me, and, and enough, like, enough people had seen... Like, kind of come out of the woodwork to watch because we're running right down the middle of the street. Always good Uh, to see a good chase, yeah. (laughs) Right? It's um, so so I fall down on my back in the street, let's say, and I kind of sigh and I just go fence (laughs) 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 by way of explaining what happened. And everyone was like, Why did you say fence? And I was like, Well, I wanted you to know, yeah, it was. I just wanted you to know that it was the fence, like that I was here's an explanation for why I'm lying on my back is fence. <laughs> and so we went inside and my my friend Chris's mom kind of like gauzed me up and we washed out the cut and put a bandage over it. And uh, like it it wasn't terrible it wasn't like brutal but it was I guess deep enough that it scarred like I anticipated because they were like do you want to go to get stitches at the hospital and I was like no I kind of didn't want to call my parents and tell them that I fenced myself at that embarrassing age (laughs) so it was fine and it was like you know when you're a kid you just like get cuts and stuff Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever that's what I do When
0: a kid, when you're a kid, there's this whole
3: world of getting scabs. Yeah. And then it doesn't happen. And as an adult, it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. My friend John Fish, who's a very funny stand-up comedian, has a great joke about like falling as an adult versus a kid, and it's like they feel the same way about this, where it's like you just like you get bruises, and people like, where'd you get that bruise? And like like, as an adult, that's like a real like you need to stop drinking. (laughs) And um, and so that, and I am like. To this day, carry that like slight embarrassment.
0: Yeah. Um, with me. And you have the scar too. I do. I have to the look scar. At the fence, yeah. That's, that's where great.
3: it is. And I like forget about it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, fence. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. I also like thinking that the,
0: the two part. I like thinking that these people you say fence and they're like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they have no, and You're like, oh, you could put it together. Yeah. But,
3: I think. <laughs> I. I don't think they were as confused about like what does the word fence mean? Yeah. As they were like, why would he say fence? Yeah. <laughs> but to me it was like, well, I want to explain that I know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so is the lesson to not play this game? Or is no, it to- I, think, I think the lesson is just like I mean, I think I came out fine yeah. first of all, and I don't regret it but I guess the lesson, if I could learn something from it, would be like Look before you leap. <laughs> it's like the, the hacky way of saying it. You're like yeah. the kind of trite wisdom, yeah. and then the, I guess, the slightly more advanced way is like, you know, make sure you know what you're getting into and do a little reconnaissance before you start decking through trees, uh, both literally and metaphorically. I I think yeah. that's a great I lesson. Agree. Agree.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for being here course, with thank us. You for me. And by that I, that I mean for having us. Okay. <laughs> and um, again. Josh Gondelman, his album is out right now, Physical Whisper. Go get it, thank you. Oh, awesome, thank you. Welcome back, and thank you for being here for our first episode of Quadruple Overtime.
1: Yeah, thanks to Josh and uh, Forrest for being on the first episode.
0: And we'll be back, uh, episode 2 You We're going to have a lot of crazy, that crazy get, things. That's how
1: it goes chronologically, Tyler. We
0: have Michael Jordan, LeBron James, we do not, Cheater. We do not
1: have any of these people.
0: Well, not yet. Not with that attitude. We won't. <laughs> right. Thanks for being here.